Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Emily. Hey, Emily. Hi, it's me, Emily. We are recapping episode four of season four of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um, do you, let's, I know we're going to skip ahead here, but I need to know your thoughts on Lisa this episode. Okay, so I think we should start this by saying Meg and I are both having bad health weeks all right uh, meg has covid let's just put it out there uh, i got surgery a week ago have had a cough um i have an incision on my belly button and a terrible cough so ask me how i am terrible i'm doing terrible so meg and i both watched this show in in this episode in the throes of i can i just say despair yeah one thousand percent Okay, so let's start there. There's the mindset. That being said, Meg texted me something about Lisa and I was like, I feel the exact opposite. Okay, I think Lisa is a lot of things. I don't mind her this episode because I felt like she was kind of honest and we don't always get that from Lisa. And so I did appreciate it. She was killing my buzz like crazy, not enjoyable. I don't want to spend time with her as a friend. But mm-hmm. she wasn't my least favorite of the week. I I understand the insecurity of not, like, being on camera is the worst. You and I both know that. It, it yeah. makes you feel so vulnerable. And I totally understand wanting to have your face look a certain way on camera. When she said that middle class people also own $60,000 rings, that's when I was like, okay, my sympathy cannot extend this far. I'm not one of those stretchy, stretch Armstrong guys from the 90s that, you know, my brother had that doll. Like, I just, this is a bridge too far for me. Oh, no, she's out of touch. She's hilariously out of touch. And it's even funnier because she thinks she understands like the classes in America, but like the thing that's so interesting to me. <laughs> Sorry, we're all in the cough now. We're, guys, we're not thriving. We're not, we're all here. The thing that's interesting to me is Lisa has an attitude like she grew up super wealthy, but I don't think she did. I, well, I don't that's... Think she grew up the most insanely wealthy, but she has a real disconnect that, that like a Hearst has. A Hearst? Like Patty or like the the Pulitzer. car you put coffins in. You know, Pulitzer and Hearst, they think we're nothing, are we nothing? No. I kept asking myself, what do John and Lisa do? Because they didn't get all this money from Vita Tequila, right? I, this is my hypothesis. I have no facts. No one asked me to back this up. I'm I asking you. Like John made money before they were married. And I also feel like John is probably one of those people who's just quietly investing in a lot of things and has a buildup of capital. And then when people ask what they do, they're like, oh, we own a vodka company. But sure, they also probably own like real estate in Aspen. You know what I mean? I I get a vibe that John Barlow is a quietly acquiring wealth. Okay, that that checks out. Did you watch... um, I want to tell you, I did feel a little validated about my opinion about Lisa when I watched Watch What Happens with Andy because Heather was on. And Heather is like, here's the thing. If to appreciate Lisa, 
is to kind of like roll with these disillusioned opinions sure. because that's how she is. Um, sure. I will say I also would not want to be on TV looking that stupid. A, B, Whitney planned an event no one signed up or agreed to. So right. act like everyone's like killing her buzz and their wet noodles. But I'm like, no, girl, you did not ask all of us if we wanted to do this. And I had a little PTSD from my own life of having girlfriends where it's like one person really wanted to do something. And if you don't want to do it and you don't jump in line, then you're killing everyone's buzz when it's like, why do I have to do these things? I don't want to. And I felt like Lisa was a pretty good sport the night before. She told us numerous times she was. So she must have been. And she just really put her foot down like she cannot do it. But the thing that killed me the absolute most was her saying, I do glam to go to the grocery store. (laughs) I mean, it kind of straight up bummed me out. You know, I was like, oh, that's brutal. That's brutal. Like, Lisa, you don't need to look that good for the. No, we don't. I speak for all of Utah when I say we'd give you a pass. Yeah, but would we though? I would. Like, if I saw Lisa at the grocery store without her makeup on, I would 1000% text you and be like, I just saw Lisa at the grocery store without her makeup on. And she I knows that. Guarantee you wouldn't recognize her. Maybe that's true. I did see her at the mall that one time and she did look great, but she had had her makeup done that day. I did see her at a restaurant that one time and she absolutely was, Morgan had done her glam. Yeah, Morgan's a good, Morgan, if you're listening, I would like your services, not for the same price, but we will run an ad for you on this podcast. We cannot afford it, but we desire it. And Heather also said, Lisa has the best glam in Utah. And I was like, I I absolutely would agree. Lisa looks effortlessly chic with her hair. She's she's beautiful. Um, I I do think Heather has been looking really good this season. And I, I liked that jacket she wore on What Happens Live. Wild take, Meg. I, I liked it. Out loud. Who picked this jacket for Heather? It's not that I don't like it. It makes her look like a triangle, which is not a desired shape for me as a woman. It wasn't a great TV jacket. I bet if I saw her in real life, I'd be like, oh, she looks cool. But on TV, it was not my favorite look. I thought it was fine. It's better than the Gucci top she's wearing in those confessionals. It's not great. Just tan. Um, But she did also say John Barlow's the best husband out of the cast. And I was so relieved to hear this because if you're not aware, Meg and I go hard for just John. Yeah, John's the best. John's the best one on TV. I mean, Mary is nipping at his heels. (laughs) Mary's the most entertaining. John seems like sincerely the best person. I So I write recaps of these episodes for the Deseret News, and I had a guest editor this week because my editor was traveling, and she had a number of questions for me. The first and foremost was, where are the spouses? If these are called housewives, where are the husbands? Which I was like, oh, sweetie. And then I was like, we rarely see them, which is really great news for those spouses. The point is not the spouses, but when we see them, John far and away stands out as the best one. He had confrontation with Seth last year. He was a class act about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and that's what also makes me think, Sometimes Lisa's been insufferable. Sometimes Lisa's too out of touch. Sometimes Lisa's like, get real, sister. But I think there must be good at her core because she and John seem to be a pretty good couple. 
And I, I think that they balance each other out quite a bit. When she called John JB boss husband while she was freaking out, he said, it's just one more night, which is like this kind of thing you say to someone who's in a freak out, you know, like just hold on. He did not try to talk her off the ledge at all. He just simply let her know the ledge is just one more night. You'll be fine. Yeah, which is what she needed for you um all right well we do we missed a favorite part of mine which was the very beginning when angie is talking to the office manager who by the way they just call him the office manager that's trixie's partner like life partner oh it is yes so I, he was really on funny. the trixie motel show a lot <laughs> so I'm like i love that he has been completely um demoted on bravo um anyway angie's like do you have a sharpie and he was like oh yeah why she's like well i didn't get a shirt so i'm gonna make my own shirt and he goes oh that's so sad (laughs) (laughs) she did not respond at all and i just loved it so yeah burnt so sorry about this cough. I am so sorry. I cannot imagine having AirPods in right now and hearing that. I am I can't awful. hear it, but also like guys again, sorry, like we're not bringing our best selves to this. There's nothing we can do. You know? That becomes her. If you say oils, guess what? Been trying them. I've been <laughs> everything. I've been trying everything. I'll do anything to get back. Hey, Doterra, if you want to advertise on this podcast, we'll totally do it. Um, I broke a Doterra today in my bathroom because out of pure desperation, I've been on guarding. Like I bathe, I've been bathing in it and I broke the entire bottle. I cannot breathe. My sinuses have never been clearer. (laughs) The whole room just smells like oil. In fact, someone came to the front door and said, your house smells great. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. So yeah, doTERRA, please sponsor me. I broke Sponsor us. Um, how would you feel if you were on a girl's trip with your friends and the host plan friend said, we are going to a park where a guy named Cliff is going to lead us through trust exercises in the rain. Cliff is fighting for his life out here um he he does not understand what's happening when he said the prize is trust i was like oh no oh me don't deserve what's coming to you um meredith is so her activities are so dumb they're so dumb i'm actually like i think whitney's rude to take over and whitney is taking literally no prisoners she's already been like I'm going to take over because this has not been fun. But she's also not wrong because Meredith is planning the worst activity. Mary, who is coined as Meredith's friend, is even like, I'm not doing this. I'm not staying outside in the rain. I would like an oat milk latte, please. It's like Whitney's activities are suck too. Like they're, I feel like Heather had that snowball fight. Okay, but she at least had good food. Yeah. Um, Jen, sure, she's a felon, but that birthday party she threw for Meredith did seem fun. Yeah. Whitney notoriously has not had fun activities and Meredith's are even worse. Meredith's though are like, they're not just like, well, actually both of them are like, I'm embarrassed to watch you guys do these things. It's embarrassing. The activity where they go and shop for each other at secondhand stores is an activity I literally did at a seventh grade birthday party one time. You did it in Young Woman's when I was like in eighth grade and, and yeah. it killed in young women's at eighth grade but yeah. if my friends today if my friends right now were like 
hey, we're going to go to dinner before everyone's going to spend $40 and buy each other new clothes. I would be like, I have COVID. Sorry. (laughs) And then they'd be like, oh, are you sure? And I'd be like, oh, sorry. Did I say I had COVID? I mean, I'm dead. Don't text me ever again. (laughs) I don't want to do that. It doesn't doesn't seem fun. So Meredith, the only, but to be honest with you, the thing I want to do even less than go shopping is uh, go to a park and get blindfolded and have to have someone describe to me where to go. This is when I was like, these women are getting paid to do this because there is no way in the world Lisa or Angie or Heather, we're going to be doing this activity without getting a paycheck for it. It's lame and dumb. Agreed. Um, so sorry. I got an email from my editor. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you need to go? No, I'm fine, but I wasn't listening to what you just said. Hold space. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. So they're, they're out there doing trust exercises and Heather to camera was like, I don't know how he obviously doesn't know this group before we've ruined marriages. We've ruined friendships and we sent our friend to prison. And I, I gotta say this and I'm going to say it every episode. Heather's narrative about what happened between her and Jen will never not frustrate me. Like, Heather, you did not send Jen to prison. You actually believed her until the day she said she was guilty and stuck up for her. So she's going to keep doing this all season and I'm going to be annoyed all season. Meg. Uh, uh, Yeah. And at the dinner the night before when she came for Angie saying that she was a friend of Jen's and it was like, but so were you. So were you actually? What are you talking about? At least Monica got paid to be friends with Jen. You guys chose Jen over and over. You chose her over and over and over your real friends. And ever since Jen called you Shrek, you should have known to not ride with Jen. And yet. And yet. You did. um, We got there. Anyway, so my other favorite part was Mary being like, "Um, I don't want to do this activity. I already have a relationship with God. I loved it so, so good. Much. And then when they get back in the car, well, a couple of funny things happen. One, Meredith's like, well, I'm glad Angie's getting her money's worth of this free trip. And I was like, <laughs> Meredith, you're all, this trip is free for everyone, sweetie. Okay. I saw an interesting theory on TikTok today, which I think is probably true. At the time they were filming this, they didn't know if Angie was going to be a full-time cast member or a friend of. Oh. Which may help explain why Angie was not invited on the trip because she Meredith didn't think she was a normal cast member and none of the producers did. But I think they were so desperate to find enough women that they made her a full-time cast member by the time the season uh, okay, aired. Okay, that makes sense because I was personally a little excited about Angie. She's not been living up to my expectations which were pretty frankly pretty low to begin with but angie is not fun when angie gets into a fight this episode because someone calls her a pit bull but by the way someone else had just called her b-i-t-c-h she seemed to let that slide but the pit bulls when she really stuck her foot down i was like angie your scale of anger and um rebuttals are so it's so off balance like, you'd get lost on a map to your house right now. Like, you've got no direction set. Like, she doesn't know what's up and down. The way she just voraciously goes after Meredith is, like, 
I'm just not into it only because I'm like, Meredith called you a pit bull. And by the way, pit bulls are pretty nice. They get a bad rap. Yeah, they're sweeties. So um, I don't like Angie being like, that's the worst thing you can say. I'm like, I actually think calling someone a beep, which Monica did not an hour before, it was way worse than getting called a pit bull. I think that the, it also supports the theory that she didn't know yet if she was a full-time cast member because she's thirsty. She is out here begging for something to drink. Uh, Every opportunity she has to start a fight, she takes. And she's like, stop making me feel defensive for Meredith because get, Meredith's out to lunch. I shouldn't have to feel so defensive for this woman. Um, but the way that Angie goes at Meredith, I'm like, it, it's not, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So other funny things that happened for me were I, okay, I wrote this note that I said, I would like an entire hour of just Mary and Lisa interacting. <laughs> How do these women not understand? Mary does not care about you, about this show. She She's here. And that's the best you're going to get. So, so it kills me. Do you think her stipulation was like, I will come back on this show because you need me. But because I know that you need me, I am absolutely not going to participate in anything I don't want to. And you are going to drive me to McDonald's when I ask you 100%, to. A hundred percent. Even on Watch What Happens Live, Heather's like, I wish I could sit out as much as, 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 much as Mary does. Like, yeah. I don't have that option. So it makes me a hundred percent Mary. They are, we are all here on Mary's terms. She okay. is not doing one single thing. She doesn't want to. She's not going to interview. If she doesn't want to. She's not going to the reunion unless she wants to. Mary is doing Mary. And it's some of the most entertaining TV because all the other women are trying to do a job. Yeah. Mary's doing a favor. Yes. Yes. Wow. Perfectly worded. And I'm kind of like, why are you here? You seem to be hating every minute of this, but maybe it's better than spending time with Robert. She doesn't like, and she hates everyone here, but she probably hates her husband more. Yeah. I think that's it. Did it kill you that Mary um, was like such a snob about the motel food and would not eat what was out, but then was like, can you take me to McDonald's? Fine. I love McDonald's, but can you take me to McDonald's? I need a fish sandwich and McNuggets. The two scariest things on the menu by far. Truly the gross, in my opinion, the grossest things you could order at McDonald's. I've actually never had the filet of fish, but those nuggets deserve to burn in hell. I hate the McDonald's nuggets. The filet of fish is a favorite of a family member of mine. He loves it. Um, and I will say this about it. It's made fresh at least. And there's like lettuce it doesn't if you like fish it's probably fine i don't like fish the mm -hmm. nuggets though are truly uh vile like it, they're you mm, i mean in this day and age you're put jamming meat sauce frying it and calling it a nugget it's tough it's a tough look ordering it that i also loved when they brought mary the food and the producer had to be like open it up and make sure you have everything before we leave 
Because I'm like, he has done this before. Something has happened before that she didn't have everything. And I guarantee she made him go back. Like that was a, he learned a tough lesson. You could tell him. You are so right. You are so right. Also, hot tip, we should all be doing that because I have had to circle back around in a drive-thru before to pick up stuff that I missed the first time. I go to McDonald's a lot. I, I like McDonald's. They got great Diet Coke. They got good fries. And you know what? Their cheeseburgers are tiny enough and I like them. I get a barbecue sauce every time because I like to dip my fries in it. I now have, they make you pay for barbecue sauce now. Every single time they do not give me my barbecue sauce. I, oh my gosh. I Nine times out of 10, one time I got it and I was like, it's a miracle. And I paid for three and only got one. So Ugh. you know what? M- producer for Mary, you're right. Um, another notable, other notable moments. So <laughs> Whitney, as mentioned, takes over. She's like, Trixie's a world-class drag queen. True. It's stupid to not like use her resources while we're here. Okay. Tr- true. So Whitney decides to do that, to make that happen. What she wants to do is they're going to do a drag queen makeup competition. Whitney mm-hmm. judge it. Again, no one signed up for this. No one asked to do this. No one wanted to do this. Whitney has decided this is what we're doing. I love Trixie Mattel. She's one of my favorite RuPaul drag queens. She's not my top five. That being said, she's very funny. She's very entertaining. I'd love And to- sorry to cut you off, but she's truly made a name for herself outside the show that not I- a lot of them have. She truly is an icon. She's yeah. in many different other shows. She has one of the funniest YouTube series with this other queen, Katya, called It makes me laugh out loud every time. Like She's very funny. She's very quick. I would cut my hair to spend an evening with Trixie. I would never do a drag queen competition on a reality show. They looked so dumb. Sorry. Monica, Whitney, you guys look dumb. Angie, you look fine. Heather, hear me out. You look good. Big hair on Heather. That looks great. I thought they good. Yeah. Um, I think they should have had to have lip synced. Absolutely. What was the point? They're just walking out in outfits. It was I so- mean, Monica was at least like doing a character, you yeah. know, like the most annoying. The only thing that annoyed me more than Monica's character was Monica's hairline. Do they, they do not know how to lay a wig? No. Well, and- I mean. And that kind of makes me understand Lisa better because drag makeup is not easy makeup to do. Like it's a very real skill that you have to develop over years. And like Whitney, Whitney was looking like Mars attacked. I think someone did Whitney's makeup. You think so? I think someone did Whitney's makeup. Monica looked bad. Monica looked like someone who forgot she was going to be on TV for a minute. You know, it's Monica's first season. I think she forgot, like, this is going to live on national TikTok forever because she made some bad decisions. She looked insane. It wasn't even funny is the thing, though. Like, that's the thing. If I'm going to do something embarrassing where I'm going to look super dumb, the payoff has to be it's really funny. And this wasn't funny. No. So, yeah, Lisa, you're out of touch. You think 60000 a year on Glam is something you can just mention slyly and all of us are going to accept. It's the, one of the most insane statements I've ever heard. That's one whole ring, Meg. One whole ring. 
but so she's spending sixty thousand dollars on a ring, sixty thousand a year on glam. Like, what's the mortgage? Like, I want to see the monthly breakdown. I need to know how this is all penciling out. I I see Lisa as someone who has figured out how to get glam as a write-off for taxes. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, Monica, yeah, you look bad. Okay, so Whitney's mad, whatever. Um, my other favorite part of the night was how many times we heard the word wet noodles. Mm -hmm. I did not expect to hear that 19 times. Um, I loved Mary changing into sweats. Yes. I thought it was a cool look. She did look cool. Those hills were high when she was like, I can't walk. And then they showed us her hills. I'm like, yeah, Mary will break a hip. She should around in those. Um, Lisa's had it and I kind of liked it. Okay. So let's talk about the (laughs) sprinter van fight, which was, between Lisa and Monica. Here's how I feel. Two, I feel two things. What, and I'm going to tell you how I feel because I think they're going to come out to play more. One, this was the most I felt like Lisa, although misguided, sort of had stood up for herself in a way that was authentic to how she felt. The problem is her authentic thoughts are, disillu- are disillusional. Like, you're not right on how you, you think you understand middle America. No. I don't think Lisa was wrong to complain about losing a ring that much. I, I don't, is it annoying? A hundred percent. But I don't think that was in a wrong reaction to a ring that costs that much, especially when she was like, it was sentimental. So I feel like Monica being like, you're out of touch because my, I have a divorce where I'm like, okay, these are two separate things. Lisa makes money. Lisa's husband makes money. You want to phrase it like that? Sure. Lisa's not divorced. Lisa has a business. Lisa has a lot of opportunity. Monica, you're absolutely right. But that actually doesn't have anything to do with you, Monica. Monica, you made the life that you have right now. And you have been pretty openly admitting why you have the life you have right now. And also, you showed up in a Range Rover. So I don't know that I think Monica speaks for middle America either. And she was wearing a Love Shack fancy top to the drag competition. So, like, is she as wealthy as Lisa? No. Is she really, really struggling? It appears the answer to that is also no. Is she maybe wildly in debt? Maybe. But I don't know that I think Monica speaks for me as someone who would go into debt to buy a Louis Vuitton. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not rich. I don't have a designer bag. Sometimes I like it used ones. Like I'm not a wealthy human. I would I would drown on that trip. Sometimes I spend like $60 at Gap and thought, whoa, Emily, don't get crazy. You know, like that's the level of wealth I have. And I think Monica's above that. So for Monica to act like she's like going hard for middle of class America, I'm sort of like, you also seem a bit out of touch, Monica. Uh, so glass glass houses. The next thing about this fight I want to talk about is Whitney says to camera, I think Monica was so rude to say this to about Lisa. I was disgusted by it. It makes me feel like I don't know her. And I'm like, I hope you feel that exact same way about Angie. Because Monica and Angie, for me, Monica to Lisa, Angie to Meredith, same level of rude and disgusting. Mm -hmm. I don't think Monica was the worst person of the night, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think Angie was. Yeah, Angie, I I think what bothers me about Angie is I feel like she's acting. I don't think that's the actual Angie we're seeing. It just reads very inauthentic to me. A hundred percent. And 
I think Angie's acting and I think Monica is self-centered but she's trying to act like Lisa is that's what was wild to me I'm like you're mad at Lisa because Lisa's rich and you're poor but you're throwing out that Lisa's material yeah of course Lisa's materialistic hey guess what you all are let's just these fact Mary every person here is um anyway other highlight for me was um your trampoline with eyes what what was that? <laughs> I don't even understand that burn at all. What does that mean? Meredith said it to Angie, right? Yeah. What did that mean? I have no idea. And I don't think Meredith knows what it means. I loved it so much. There, I will, I'll tell you what I did not love. Whitney stirring the pot as much as she did was so annoying to me. I, yeah, again, like, ugh. I just need everyone to like take a deep breath and just be normal, you know? They wait into the season knowing we don't have Jen. If we don't have drama, we don't have a season. We don't have a season. We don't get paid. We get canceled. So some of us are going to have to really step into it. Like I, I feel like Whitney, Angie, maybe Meredith a little bit have been like, we have to create drama or we will get canceled. It's just a little too much for me right now I need everyone to take a step back except Mary except Mary I'm not talking I need everyone to take half a chill pill because they're giving too much it's too much like on Beverly Hills you'll get like one or two explosive dinners a season it's not like bam 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 and bam 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 is kind of exhausting as a viewer it is because there were so many hilarious burns and I didn't even get to give them the attention they deserve because it was like on burns on top of more delusion. Meredith has had two episodes of hilarious statements that they don't even get their attention because they keep coming. Calling someone a monster is so funny to me. I don't feel like that's a, a insult used enough. A monster? No. I also don't want to hear the word weaponize one more time. No, I that agree fun. with that. So... Mary, fun amount of drama. Meredith, Angie, Whitney, annoying amount of drama. And let's just, I hope as the season goes, they understand we're not going to get, I just feels desperate. And I don't love that. I agree. And I've got to go. But this has been really as fun as we can have in our current conditions, Emily. Yeah. One, one final thought. Whitney, if you listen to this, you're insane if you think you and Angie and Lisa are the nice girls. No one's the nice girls. Not, not You're all mean girls. You all wear pink on That's Whitney. the whole point. That's why we watch it. And, and, and Monica, if you listen, I like to watch rich people. Okay? So just let me. And that's it. That's it. We'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.